he started eating mackerel fresh out the tin, like something out of the Blitz, Shreve. <laughs> it's like we're back in World War One. Yeah, it's just he gets <laughs> the it. Blitz and fork. World War One are not the same event. Yeah, like. sorry, well, historically incorrect there. The Blitz, <laughs> World War Two. When were we down in the trenches? Yeah, the World War Two. When we were all underneath the. Yeah, <laughs> they're not trenches. <laughs> not trenches. They're the. Uh, uh, what are they called? Bunkers. The bunkers. bunkers. This is uh, this this is more exciting than I'm sounding right now. Are, are you sounding <laughs> you, more you're exciting? You're at a low level, <laughs> a low sort of level. But yeah, nice, nice. Good, it's a good start. It's a good start. I mean, it's been a torrid ten months or whatever, hasn't it? And I mean, this is the light at, at, least. at the end of our at tunnel. Least. Maybe it's just de- it's December the second as well. So this is probably not the lockdown news you wanted. But guys, we're back. Middlehood are back. Exactly. Two bits of good news today. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're out and we're back. So You're out, we're in. Yeah, so you choose which one's better. It's not for us to say, but you're out, we're in. So there you go. Um, ben Robinson, it's an absolute pleasure. I have, I have seen you over the past two years. Um, we've not just kept yeah. this distance. We've, we've, not... we've isolated the whole time from one another. <laughs> yeah. We're purely podcast colleagues, yeah. and that's where it ends. If there's no podcast, there's no friendship. And, and I've said that from the start. Um, I mean, we're not going to dwell on it too much, but it's the first time we've recorded one over, over a screen, essentially. Not face-to-face. Yes. Um, yeah, but, shame. But you're actually shame. You're quite far away as well, aren't you? Well, I've sort of moved back in... To my home, home. We're back where I believe we first started Middlehood. I know that back is. Now that I've, is bleak. I briefly dipped my toes into London, and, and now I'm back with with Mama and Papa, um, and they are back looking after me again, uh, which is which is wonderful. I'm in I'm in the study, a very learned room, surrounded by books. I was going to say, do you recognise any of those books? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Keegan's autobiography over there. So you know, <laughs> Goethe, Shakespeare, the lot. We've got an encyclopedia of chickens up to my right. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's all here. Um, but, yeah, back back where I started, mate. One of the reasons I wanted to bring this back, the first thing, the first spark of inspiration for me was I was going randomly through our, our, our messages, our reviews that people sometimes leave on Apple um, podcasts. And there was, there was one here that um, made me think, God, we need to get the band back together. And it's from Perle Toujours. Now, my French isn't very good, but what's... Oh, do you know what that is? We've reached France. We've reached the continent, have we? Absolutely no idea who that is. No. I don't know many French people. <laughs> um, well, we've, so, we've reached France. Go. Now, granted, this was from 13th of November 2019, so it's, it's been a while. <laughs> but um, Okay, still good, still good. But I wanted to read you out this. We, we're typically quite a sort of negative kind of podcast, but this is positive, this one. So, they said... More please. I've been re-listening to these episodes of Hilarious Antics and they don't disappoint even second time round. Hopefully there's more to come from the middlehood stage of Shreve and Robbo's lives. An update, please. Well, there you go. They, Monsieur Toujours, your, your wish is our command. We're back. So, <laughs> I did want to point out one, though, that I wasn't too happy with, actually. Um, this one starts off well. Great poddy, rather enjoying middlehood. Finding myself in this middle stage myself. Love what you're doing. Ben's anecdotes of German escapades are a delight. Big up any well, mention of J-Rob. 
who does the music for the pod, the wonderful music. Does the, the lovely little Afro Beats tune, yeah. And they said, follow his work closely. No mention of me until right at the end where they've misspelt my name and said, Shrev has his moments too. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree. It sounds like a sensible man. It sounds like a very sensible man. So, you know, Shrev has his moments too. Two sides of, two sides of the coin there. I'll be leaving the, the podcast after this episode. Uh, I'm, pack, I'm packing my bags. Um, but speaking of packing your bags, I did just mention that you have moved back to lovely Buckinghamshire, I guess. Yes, uh, it's it's a, a wonderful, wonderful place. Um, but yeah, as I did briefly mention earlier, um, I've, I've dipped my toes in uh, in the London pool for a year. I've joined, you know, fellow young professionals of our age um, and moved in, moved into London. So I thought um, I'd just give you a little update mm-hmm. on um, sort of where I've been living this past year. Just a brief sort of reintroduction to this stage of my life. So, yeah, as I said, first year living in London, you know, prosperity central, city of success, as many people call it. Um, Do first they? thing to note is that I work. Do they call Yeah. Where's that come from? Yeah. City of success, mate. City of success. So I've moved in with the other go getters. Yeah. Grabbing life by the horns, mate. Um, straight back in there. Uh, first thing to note is I work in Windsor. So I might be living in London, but I, I still work about 15 minutes from where my family lives. Um, and to know I did live with my family rent-free. I'm now paying an awful lot of money to live two hours away from where I work. So one of the worst financial decisions I've ever made. And I've made some poor ones, Shreve. You know that. You've known me for a long, long time. I think the last time people heard from us, you were... I think you were just leaving your job in Slough. Slough, you think of... Um, you think of the office, quite dull. Yeah, David Windsor, Brent. you think of Windsor Castle. It's a lovely place, Shreve. It's a lovely place. I, I, and honestly, it's glamour. You've got the high street, you've got Barber, you've got Dior, stuff like that. It's, it's a lovely, lovely place. Honestly, it's, it's a little haven unto its own. I have to drive, well, used to have to drive through Slough to get there, so I still sort of see that life, but I blitz straight past and, uh, and through to Windsor. Um, so, yeah, I've been embarking on the old reverse commute, as I've said, which, which does involve me driving my little up two hours out of London, uh, and it takes me about two hours and a half in the evenings, uh, which is, you know, a long time out my day. Um, I want to tell you about my living situation, the actual okay. little um, pad I've been living in. So much like in the past, I've lived in some uh, pretty interesting places. We, we talked last time on the pod about the Turkish granny annex mm. I resided in for a year whilst I lived out there. And, uh, you know, some shoddy places at uni, like everyone. Uh, I think it's sort of like a rite of passage. Um, but I think this latest property might actually take the biscuit of the lot. Um, <laughs> and let me just tell you why. First of all, it's a vibrant flat in Clapham North. So good location, good nice. location, Clapham. You know, you've, be, you've been to Clapham Street, you've got the high street, you've got bars. You, well, not this year, because it's all closed, but <laughs> you moved there for the location. And, you know, you've got your bars, you've got, you've got shops, you've got the common, nice outdoor area. Um However, the inside of this house, uh, flat, sorry, not house, house is very generous, um, <laughs> leaves a little bit to be desired. So let me take you in. Um, I think you have been there yourself, actually, Shree. Yeah, uh, I've been. Just I've graced it refresh. a couple of times. Although, yeah. in fairness, I think I might have had a few beers before I kind of entered the property. So I might have, I might have been seeing it through some rose-tinted glasses. 
that's when it looks at its best, Shreef. And um, what is its best out of ten? Abs- um, three. <laughs> three. It can look a three. When you're absolutely... It's the kind of place where, you know, some of these piss-old clubs that you go to on a night out, they have to be hammered to even go there. It's re- This place, if you're hammered, is perfect. It's very wiped down. You can spill whatever you want there and, and just wipe it back up. But in, in the cold light of day, sober, it's a very harrowing experience indeed. Um... You come in and um, on your left, first, you've got a, a, a bathroom. Well, I say bathroom. It's a toilet. Um, but if you want to wash your hands, you have to use the sink upstairs. Yeah, now I do remember that. Memory. That's yeah. not, not my favourite part of the house. No, no, not brilliant. So, yeah, as a, you relieve yourself, but then charge upstairs to, uh, to you know, wash your hands, wash yourself. Um, then, further in on the left, you've got a kitchen um, with the kind of freezer murderers would store bodies in, you know, sort of them big industrial jobs, as, you, as you've seen. It takes up a lot of floor space, so not much room in there. Um, take you through into the balcony area. Oh, lounge there, and it's off into a little balcony. Oh, lo- lovely, you're thinking. Fits one man, so you've got to sort of have a rotor on a hot summer's day. Take it in turns to sit out there. That's nice, isn't it? Just a one-man balcony, perfect, flat of three. Um, so you've got that. Um, and then I'll take you upstairs. Um, my bedroom's the one that's straight on. Lovely little box. Kind of room that, that you open the door and it hits the bed. So you've got to shuffle around um, the door to get in there. Tried sort of rearranging it. First day I got there, bed snapped in half. So that's nice. <laughs> so had a... Um, what were you doing a... to make it snap in half? Me and, and flatmate Bailey literally just tried to shift it. Just, just a very tiny room. Just tried to shift it to another wall. Snapped directly in half, um, so quick thinking, got Bale's suitcase, and I slept on that for four months, you know, just underneath, what? propping it up. So it was a very sort of slanty affair. It sort of propped up <laughs> one side of the bed, um, and so, so, you know, if, if you've got to sleep very still as well, otherwise you could get complete sort of crash down. Um, so, yeah, there was that. Good job and no one's fo- joining you in the bed then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Shreve. Uh, the lonely life of Robinson really comes into its play with that bed. Um, and I'm a very still sleeper. Sleep like I'm in the crypt. So, <laughs> ideal. And this was the clincher. The other quirk was we didn't have an oven for the first oh month. That didn't work. God. So, um, you know, fairly standard thing in the 21st century, an oven. Um, uh, so, two weeks in, right? And this was the clincher. Two weeks in, this is back end of 2019 now we're at. So pre-COVID, all above board, we have a little shindig. Um, few people round, um, my mate Bish comes round. Bobblehead Bish, big lad, hungry fella. Um, brings round some booze for pre's and a pizza. Pretty standard, eh? Yeah, pizza. Yeah. It's what you'd expect. Pizza. It's just a normal thing to do. And this is where the problem did doth lie. Never in my life did I think I'd have to utter this sentence. I went, oven pizza, is that Bishy? Oh, no, son, you cannot be cooking that in here. Oven pizza, yeah? <laughs> he looks at me with the utter confusion on his poor, starving face. Um, and I said, no, 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 no way you can cook that round here, son. So we devised a plan, and this leads us to how we met our lovely neighbours. Oh, God. We, this hungry man thought we, we, we couldn't simply stop there. So what we had to do in one of the lowest moments of my life... We had to go round uh, to the neighbours next door and ask them if they could rustle us up this lovely pizza we did buy in Sainsbury's. Um, very embarrassing. Um, big family in there. They were start- about to tuck in to enjoy their dinner and they've got two <laughs> bloody idiots from next door 
with a, a frozen pizza in their hands, um, you know, begging them to warm it for us. And given their due, uh, 15 minutes later, we popped round and, and collected what was a very well-cooked pizza. But that, for the first month, because this oven didn't get fixed for just over a month, I think it was five weeks, that was the only bit of oven-based cuisine we had in the flat for an Takeaways then? Weeks. Eating out. A lot of takeaways. A lot of takeaways. I learnt toaster cuisine. I learnt I could do um, fish fingers in the toaster. No. Which was good. Yeah. Fish fingers. Fish fingers. Are you waffles, sure? Potato waffles and beans. Beans aren't going in the toaster, are they? No, no. The, sorry, the beans. <laughs> that, yeah. That's where I drew the line. Beans, <laughs> jug, microwave. Yeah. You've got the waffles in, you do a couple of them at a time, and then you just you can you can slot four fish fingers in downwards per sort of toast rung. It eight fish fingers and four waffles there, and, and and that's a meal. So I did a lot of that. You try and learn new tricks during this lockdown, and um and that's been one of them. Have you had anything that you've tried to oh, pick mate, up? There was um I think it was about a month into lockdown because I, I was sort of left on my own. My two flatmates sort of just left for a bit similar to what you're doing now and um i thought i've got all this time on my hands all this space i mean the space had nothing to do with it basically what i decided to do was try and learn spanish oh classic and when I, I did that for about a week when i say classic. decided to i think i had a little bit of a breakdown one of the days and spoke to my mum my girlfriend and probably a few friends on the phone that day and just thought i'm gonna learn spanish guys i'm gonna do something with this time this is it. This is me. Didn't look at it once. <laughs> Nothing. Really? Didn't it? See, I got a week in. That's pathetic, Shreve. Were you Even Spanish I'm... as well? Yeah, I think it's just... It's it's one of the, It's a very cool language, isn't it? Quite yeah. a... I, I don't know. Like, spoken around the world, quite glamorous. And I think a lot of people thought, let's give Spanish a go. And, um, yeah, so did I. But I made it about a week in and then... You get distracted with other things, don't you? I've, I had a few tricks I was trying to learn during lockdown. Yeah. Learned to part an apple with my bare hands... I did that one. Have you shown anyone this yet? Yes, I, I. So I had a little running sort of club with a friend during lockdown. Quite a good idea, really, for anyone who's struggling for inspiration. We had um, a few tricks that we'd send each other. So she sent me um, this one where you've got a carrot attached to a piece of string um, attached to your belt, and you've got to try and you sort of thrust, and you've got to try and thrust it into your mouth. Oh my um, god! Maybe we can something we can put out on the uh, on on. An Instagram story or something. Yeah, that'll get taken to... down. That'll be like, this should not be allowed. <laughs> Someone um, will report that. Honestly, <laughs> Middlehood pod's changed. What's, what's <laughs> yeah. this? Why is he topless? I thought he <laughs> said a belt. He's got that round his pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was actually the biggest achievement I've ever had, mate. That was really tough. And you have to you sort did of it. Yeah, thrust and catch it. it. Did it. Took me hours. Took me hours, mate. Took me about three hours of footage, constant filming. Um, and then, yeah, so I did the apple in, in, in half, and then I did uh, opening a bottle with a piece of paper, learned how to do that. You know, just little, oh, little friendly tricks. Oh, I think you showed tricks. me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just impressive. little friendly tricks like that. Yeah, well, I, do you know what I mean? I, I, obviously, as I've said, I've been furloughed for a couple of weeks, and uh, you, you don't want to waste your time. Do you know what I mean? You've got <laughs> to pick up new tricks of the trade. And rather than Spanish, I've gone for opening bottles, uh, which is good. So as much as you sound like you've loved this place to bits and and the neighbours and and everything that comes with it, why you've come back home, right? Because you've you're moving places, right? So we're moving places, and I've come home just a little bit earlier because you know the whole the whole lockdown situation, Shreve. Especially with we've had three of us in there for a whole year, sort of working in that you know sort of tiny flat, 
and um, you know it gets to the point. I wanted a bit more space. Um, I've been working in the same room as one of my housemates, who's a salesman, and he does my head in. So you know, I mean, it's he's a lovely chap, um, but do I need him uh, making sales on the phone all day? No, and oh. he's got he's got some very weird lockdown habits that he started. This is Hamilton, by the way, our good friend Hamilton. Yeah, you you as as you were. Yeah, he's he's you learn an awful lot about people during this year during this lockdown. I, I've spent. 99% of my life with my two housemates. Do you know what I mean? How, really a long time. And um, you learn all sorts of their habits. What he started doing, Shreve, is um, he started eating mackerel fresh out the tin, like something out of the Blitz, Shreve. It's like we're back in World War One. yeah? It's just, he gets <laughs> The it, Blitz and fork. World War One are not the same event. Yeah, way. sorry, well, historically incorrect there. The Bl- <laughs> World War Two. When were we down in the trenches? Yeah, the World War Two, when you're all underneath the... Yeah, <laughs> they're not trenches! <laughs> not trenches, they're the... Uh, uh, what are they called? Bunkers. The bunkers. Bunkers, yeah. Bunkers. Yeah, 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 that's the one. Um, that's the kind of thing, they're just a tin of... And it's just sort of four macro. They stink as well, mate. He ate some outside my room the other day. It stank the whole place out. Just out just of the tin spoons. on its own? Yeah, just spoons mackerel into... But it, this man has no sort of... Uh, I mean, my culinary... Like knowledge is poor. I've tried to improve it slightly over lockdown, but this this man's all over the place. Izzy, his girlfriend, asked him to go and buy some Monge too the other day, right? And um, he reads me out this message because he's got to go and buy the ingredients. Izzy's coming around to cook it for him, and he goes, "Robbo, you ever heard of mango toot?" <laughs> I went, "What? Mango toot?" Yeah, uh, no, I'll look that up, mate. Type it into Google. First thing it comes up, Monge too. I was ah. Like, oh, <laughs> Brilliant. It's like a green bean. Now, get out of my face. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I mean, so I've come home a little bit earlier um, just to sort of, you know, get out there here because uh, I'm furloughed now and uh, need a bit more space, a bit more something like this study, do you know what I mean, to uh, reside in. So having having moved out, Shreve, obviously, as I said, um, haven't actually seen you for a while and with the whole lockdown thing, of course. Oh, no. We haven't been face-to-face for a while, but... I feel like I've been seeing you on my TV screen, young man. Have we been watching right, well, I'm a Celeb? That... <laughs> yes. Jordan that... North, mate. Jordan <laughs> North. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know it, it's just, he's the absolute spit of you, mate. As soon as I saw him puking on a little cliff, first challenge <laughs> in, because he was scared of, of height, I thought, that is Shreve down to a T. <laughs> No, I'm not having this. You what, must have had this. You must have had this for other come? people. You cannot say this is just me. But no, can I take it back to this cliff bit? I distinctly remember in year five, we went to a school trip. Where what's was this? it? Was it Isle of Wight? Oh, what's this? What are you doing here? You, we had to climb up a windmill in, indoors, up a, basically up a few steps in a windmill. Rickety Robo windmill, here Rickety. would not... <laughs> Robbo here would not climb up. And were there tears? Well, were yeah, there tears? Yes, there were. Yes, but did I get? So we had to. We, we used to award out these little cards at our first school, if you remember right. Oh, yeah, green card. Red card, bad. Yellow card, bad. Green card for being a little superstar. And guess who got a green card for that? So who's the winner? Green you card. You didn't climb up, did you? I did climb up in the end. I've got it framed. Uh. On, and this is true because my, my parents did it for my 18th birthday. Framed <laughs> on. The wall in my room, green card, and it says for climbing a windmill. So there you go. That is mental. But let, let's let's pay you a compliment here, mate. He's doing very well, and and he's a lovely man. So I also saw that, Did but it... mainly the sick. I do... <laughs> well, yeah, we're all very chuffed working at 
at BBC all very chuffed with how Jordan's doing. Of I've had course. the pleasure to work with him and uh, I'm not so sure I'm so happy about your comments, but um, I'll, take, I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> Take on the chin, mate. I, Take, think, I think he's going to go a long way. I think he is going to go a long way. And by the time this is out, um, 2nd of December, out of lockdown, will he be out of the castle? Hopefully not. And, uh, at this stage, I'm, I'm very much doubtful. I think he's, I think he's doing very well, uh, very well indeed. And I, I'm really, really growing to love the man. So on the first series of Middlehood, we had a thing when I was still living at home, actually. It was kind of our little bit of comedy gold dust every week I would rummage around my house and try and find my dad's recorder um, and we found Brilliant. some gems on there didn't we Robinson? Oh it was genius it was absolutely genius He basically would travel on his commute to and from Milton Keynes hour and a half a day each there and back he would record anything he could remember so it might be to pick up my mum a Valentine's card there was one time he reported fly tipping on the side of the road wasn't there on the oh, voice recorder <laughs> report fly tipping report fly tipping <laughs> And then by the time it got to summer, he was recording what he had to pack, what he had to remember to pack, his shorts, his glasses, his hat, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> um, it, was, it was excellent. But unfortunately, with all these things, he found out we were doing it. But also, he now doesn't commute either. He's doing, he's doing like us. He's working from home. He's at home at the moment. He doesn't need the recorder for anything. He's got a pad and paper. Old school. But what I am pleased to say is that he has been sending me voice notes of another another type, which I, I don't he's know. He's back. He's back, but I don't know if he knows he's back because he's been sending these sort of... He sent a couple of them over the past sort of two, three months. And if the last ones were sort of statements into a recorder, these are more sort of questions towards me about sort okay. of what I'm up to. Just listen to this. This is one he sent me the other day on WhatsApp. So he's worked out how to record on WhatsApp, which is let's face it, a lot more technologically advanced than the recorder he was using. <laughs> Dangerous for you, Shreve, that, though. Dangerous but, for you. But he's got a big question for me. This is it. Hi, Josh. Dad here. You know you wanted us to buy you that record the other day. What is it with buying vinyl? I thought everyone streamed music, or at least you bought CDs. I thought vinyl went out with the arc. Anyway, speak soon. <laughs> right. So, a few things to pick up here. Oh, gosh. Vinyl collections. I do I do buy a lot of vinyl. I've gone through my dad's collections before and he never quite gets why I'm doing it. Um, why would you say you buy vinyl? I've always been, ever since I was a kid, a CD buyer. Um, mm. You know, going to HMV, getting your first CD. I think I just like something material, Shreve. Something there that's mine, you know, that, you know, if if all this phone, Apple stuff goes to Kosh. I've got something there. <laughs> I've you, got something... Are you so, I mean, worried like, that the phone is just going to stop uh, one day? <laughs> that they're going to stop <laughs> circulating it? Oh, do you know what we'll do? Yeah, no. Forget that iTunes. Forget Spotify. We're coming back with vinyl. A, a, a worldwide computer virus or something <laughs> wipes the phone out. Not yeah. another virus. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. A virus of a technological kind this time, and it wipes out the phones. People don't know what to do. Or, oh, who's quids in now? People are going around to Robinson's with the CDs. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so you're back. Well, actually, I'm still going to need some kind of technology to play them. But I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I've got something <laughs> physical. And then with the vinyl, it's just something, you know, even nicer. You've got the, you can, oh, you've got the little f folder. And sometimes you get a poster when you're in there. You get the sheath, you bring it out. It's just, it's something nice to have. But yeah, obviously now... 
it's the whole Apple Music and Spotify craze. Where where do you stand on the on the on the duo? When Apple started, because once upon a time I put a CD into a laptop and then it went onto my Apple iTunes, whatever it was, the and burn, it was there. burned it. You burnt yeah, it. Yeah. Burned it. Yeah, I remember it. So I'm the same as you. Big Apple library. Then, well, bam, Spotify comes along. Yeah. Um, so I then went to Spotify during uni, and then that Beats Radio came out on Apple, and I thought, oh, this will be this will be good, and it wasn't. And <laughs> I went sort of back to Spotify at the start of this year. And the rest is history. I'm now a Spotify boy. Although this podcast is available on both Apple and Spotify, and we love them both equally. I'm I'm an Apple Music man, and I get I get rinsed for it all the time. Um, and I've worked out why I like Apple Music. I see it as this, right? So Apple Music for me, it looks quite slick. I don't know. I've got yeah. it in dark mode. It looks, you know, you got this sort of black chic. Looks nice. My analogy Spotify's for this, black. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. It's something about it. It just looks smart. Apple Music, uh, and I've got like an am- analogy. It's like basically, Apple Music is like that. That guy at univ, the cool guy. Yeah, he's got a jacket on. He's got jeans. He's got the. He's got a quiff. He's got a nice bit of hair, but he never remembers your name. You know, you go <laughs> up to him in, in the club, and oh, you know, yeah, you look. You feel all cool being around him. Do you know what I mean? But he doesn't give you the time of day. Spotify. A dear friend, you know, remembers your name, uh, gives you gifts. Because remember that at the start of this year, they did the whole last decade playlist thing. Yeah. And it gives you, like, all of what you've listened to these past ten years. Beautiful. Apple Music doesn't even give me recommendations these days. Do you know what I mean? It's nothing. (laughs) But it just looks nice. And I've I've been bedazzled by that, mate, um, unfortunately. Well, there is one thing that might convince you to come over to Spotify, um... A few years ago, I discovered my dad has a playlist called Pete the Meat. What? <laughs> How have you not told me about this? <laughs> Pete the Meat? And when I asked him why, <laughs> he, said, he oh. said it was a nickname he got at uni. Oh, it sounds dodgy. It oh, sounds no. awful. Oh, Pete the Meat. Oh, I'm not sure about that. There was one last thing I wanted to mention about this. Do you know what this means? I thought vinyl went out with the Ark. Anyway, speak soon. Out with the Ark? Out with the ark. I, I was wondering that. I thought maybe I... Does he mean like Noah's ark? I'm going to type know. this in. Out with the ark. Went out with the ark. If an object or method went out with the ark, it has not been used for a long time. Oh, my God. I think that saying's out with the ark, isn't it? Get... <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that. I kept on thinking I was mishearing something or something. I was like, <laughs> there? I, I couldn't... I, I just couldn't make head to tail of that. But, yeah, I get Noah's ark... Well, there you go. So there you go. There's his first question, and there's essentially our answer. Why are people sort of, in our age, our young and youthful age of mid-twenties, still buying vinyl, or starting to buy vinyl, I guess? And is, is this going to be something that we, we, we... Is he going to come back with some more questions? Have we got a few? Well, the good thing is I've got a couple saved up. Um, so I'm going to have a new one for you each week. And I don't want to get too political here, Robinson. This is... The last thing we're here to do is talk politics. Absolutely. But on a Wednesday, you have PMQs, Prime Minister's Questions. Yes, On nice. a Wednesday for us, you're going to have PMQs, Pete's Middlehood Questions. Works a dream. Works a dream. I love it. Useless as long questions. As it doesn't get political, Shreve. Yeah, useless, hopeless stuff. But, uh, you know, again, 
What will the listeners prefer? Prime Minister's questions or Pete's Middlehood questions? Exactly. Another one for next episode for sure. Now, from one man to another, this is another sort of contribution to the show, which I don't, I'm not sure this person knows it's making it onto Middlehood, but um, this is a good friend of ours, mine and Ben's, called Sam. And Sam is, I mean, his brain is just mad in the best way, isn't it, Robbo? This man is a genius. There's no doubt about it. An absolute genius. But he's got some big ideas. um, And, yeah, he's going to save the world one day. But uh, his brain works in a different way to... um, to others, to ours, for example. Yeah, he has a lot of ideas, as you say, and he quite often will come to us as sort of soundboards to see what they're like. Um, quite often, we will end up sort of picking them apart. But um, he sort of refined one recently that I wanted to tell you about. If you commute or even travel to work or have in the past, this will resonate with you. Think about it. You're used to getting on a packed train or a packed bus or you're driving like you do to Windsor and you get stuck in two and a half hour traffic. Horrendous. Horrible. So here's the opening sentence for... Imagine he's in Dragon's Den. This is how he's pitching it. This is what he says. (laughs) So the idea is unnamed, but basically consists of a massive bicycle lane wind tube. Now, where do you start with that? Okay, he's yeah. I mean, it's the first sentence, so he's he's grabbed he's grabbed me attention for sure. Yeah, yeah but um, is that is that good need... attention? Is it like um, what? Um... <laughs> I'm going to need some detail on it because at the moment, as I said, madness. So he goes on. Cyclists are blown into London down a six bike lane wide clear plastic tube, suspended above overground lines into city centre hubs like Marylebone and King's Cross from up to 10 miles out. I mean, at this stage, it sounds like the most dangerous. It sounds like an absolute calamitous wind tunnel. Bikes, two direct, smash (laughs) into it. There's going to be collisions. It's going to be mayhem. And then having to get off. At a stop, you're just going to fire you off. He goes on a bit. He says, the cyclists would be assisted on their journey by the tailwind created by fans along the top. How big are these fans? I mean, one massive fan at one end. Presumably, he's got fans along the way. But it it just seems... It just seems dangerous, Shreve, at this stage. He does make... He he makes some... um... Some well-thought-out points. He says emergency exits would be at periodic stages along the tunnel with a hard shoulder for casualties. So he's already thinking about people falling off and hurting themselves. (laughs) Hard shoulder for casualties. And on the commute home, they would get in the second tunnel, blowing them in the other direction out of London. Okay, so at least there's not head-on traffic. I think it's two tubes. Two separate tubes. And then he goes into a few extra details because I I really think he tries to drum home this point of... A 20 mile per hour wind isn't actually that hard and you're not going to die, don't worry. And he sort of, he overdoes it a bit. He says, imagine that, cycling at 20 miles per hour, but only putting in 10% of the normal effort needed. Most people have in fact cycled in a 20 mile per hour tailwind. They just don't know it. And then this bit, everyone knows what it's like to cycle into the wind fucking hard, but not cycling in the same direction, has it? It's fine. <laughs> Fucking hard. Imagine that in the dragon's den. <laughs> fucking hard, eh, Duncan? <laughs> Theo? Fucking hard, innit, boy? <laughs> oh, gosh. 
What did interest me, though, the most is that was his sort of summary. And then he said, please see attached PowerPoint. And I thought, a couple of diagrams to just show what he's talking about. I've just shared this with you, Robinson, if you care to open it. I'm going to, not to sound like Chris Whitty, but I'm going to do a bit of next slide, please. (laughs) So, slide one. I've got it, yeah. Now, I believe... <laughs> I be- Sorry, I'm just reading it through. <laughs> I believe oh. this has been sent to like people in high places as a as a sort of idea to show off. And the title he's given it is not the most catchy. He's called it Windy Bike Tube. <laughs> <laughs> just- I mean, does what it says on the tin. It's a, it's a windy tube for bikes. The second slide here is I think this is probably the worst slide you could start a PowerPoint with. Can you see it? This is my favourite slide I've ever seen. <laughs> to start a pitch. Again, it, the Dragon's Den analogy. Like, I mean, Doug, you say it. Go on, you read it. So, title. Why not to be interested? Why not to be... <laughs> don't open with that. <laughs> this is... I'm just going to rule it out at this early stage. Uh, read no further. This is... <laughs> Oh, gosh, some of the bullet points on here. The bullet points. Fantastic. 25-year-old, inexperienced dyslexic, biased cyclist enthusiast. I mean, and that's bullet point one. That's that's (laughs) top of the pile. Inexperienced dyslexic. I mean, bless him. He's really like... I mean, he's going hard on himself. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, he's a huge cyclist enthusiast. He's the most biased man for this idea I've ever heard. But rule it. At line one, I mean, come on, sell it first. Then the next thing you might want to say is like a bit about your experience traditionally. He's gone for second bullet point. No engineering, design, or transport training. <laughs> the three things you're probably looking for here. Probably. Oh gosh. Oh, he's he's so great. Um, it, he's also said that the idea has already been conceived by others. So is it his idea? I don't get. I don't get where we're going here. London has the lowest cycle journey figures in EU. There you go. That's another one. Rule it out. We don't like cycling London, so let's just rule that one out. As well. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But as gosh. we said, he's trying to change the world. He's trying to increase the likelihood. Oh, every every idea he's ever shared with us is all. I mean, it's all for the good of the world. He's a fantastic, fantastic man. If you go to a slide. Um, eight, Robinson, you will see a load of diagrams and images. There's some reason there's some rollerbladers in, in this tube idea. There's a picture of them going along. And then can you see what he's photoshopped into that? Oh, my God. It, it's not him, is it? <laughs> it's is him it? on his bike. <laughs> Giving it a little point to the camera. Oh, a little cheeky point. I mean, it looks ridiculous. There's like speed skaters on the inside wing. Um, and... <laughs> And then literally thousands of cyclists all ploughing along at, you know, 30 miles an hour, 30 plus probably. It is absolutely incredible. And as as we must point out, like, we're absolutely not ripping these ideas. And we always encourage him because he will save the world. He will. Uh, and we just want you to have a little insight into how this genius's mind works. And it might not look just like this. It might be a slight alteration, but something will happen in the future with this man. We're We're convinced... But having said that, at Middlehood, we do like to take the piss a bit. And this, this, I can't get over this slide. The final slide here is, I was just looking down. It's a load of names of inventors and the years they were born by their names. And Sam has put, 
14 of the top 65 richest humans ever were all born within nine years of each other. They are Wall Street and railroad developers. Now, what point is that making? <laughs> As well as... This, I've just seen... Sorry, I've just seen the bottom of the page. There's a little train, and then there's an equals dollar sign. Transport <laughs> equals cash. So I think that's his point, Shree. That's That's the clincher. There you go. This, and these people, as you say, Shreve, they're, they're literally all from the 18th, like 1800s. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they're like, born then. They're born it's then. Gone. There's no money in transport in the last 200 years. <laughs> but, oh, back in the 1800s, whoa, if I'd have come up with this back then, this would have, whoa, would have been quids in then. Well, it's maybe a better sort of use of time, him doing this, than you with your carrot on your belt. Or opening the apple. Yeah, thank you, Shreve. I think um, we need to try and get some more of these ideas on. Um, and with, for sure. With that mention of lockdown, if anyone else has been sort of le- trying to learn stuff in lockdown or got any sort of stories from lockdown, we're all ears. That's what we're here to do. Um, we're sort of we've kind of got bored enough to warrant doing another podcast and we're, <laughs> we're we hope exactly. someone listens and likes it not that bloody idiot at the start who gave me that horrible review he can get lost what was his name i never even read it freggers freggers listen in boy listen in boy one of my biggest fans is there a way you mean? can is there a way you can block people from listening i don't think there is is there that could be no our invention <laughs> <laughs> block block people who dislike shrev um <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. (laughs) Well, it's been good to be back. Are you up for doing it again in two weeks' time? Absolutely, Shreve. Absolutely. I mean, as we keep on saying, I've got back into it because there's, um, you know, got a bit of free time on my hands. Um, All I've been doing is walking these past few weeks. Um, Just been a man with a bag, (laughs) toing and froing, hither and sometimes thither, all, all around London, you know. A man with a back. The Clapham Columbus, they've called me. Um, I've had a thoroughly enjoyable time. It's just good to get the podcast juices flowing again. Yeah. And it's good to see your lovely face. You too, mate. And yeah, hopefully it'll be in person soon. As we say, December the 2nd, this was it. This was the big announcement we've all been waiting for. We're back. Middlehood's back. And as always, we would love it if you could tell your friends, um, share it. We're at Middlehood Pod on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, and that's literally it actually nowhere else so thank you mr robinson i will catch you in your library again in a couple of weeks time thank you uh, everyone for listening if you have if you haven't then you won't hear this thank you very much for listening to the podcast if you have enjoyed it chances are your mates might too so please do share the pod chance will be a fine thing yeah and you can find us at middlehood pod on instagram and twitter and where can people find our podcast itself ben on their phones no not on their phones well yes on their phones but i mean what apps ah yeah yeah right um we're on apple uh spotify acast and and all other reliable podcast providers finally thank you